0: They have the responsibility to do something about it, that they would step forward, that they would volunteer, that they would step to the front of the line, God. And Lord, even if there is danger ahead, God, we would run into the fire, God. We would run, Lord, knowing that you are beside us, knowing, God, that you're with us, knowing, Lord, that, that, uh, that you will deliver us, God, but even if you do not, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said then, Lord, we will still not bow down. In Jesus' name, we give you the glory. Amen. Wow, I love that. Whew, gives me goosebumps. God's moving. That He was reading from the Declaration of Independence, right? Well, keep this in mind, that the enemy has stolen our Declaration of Independence, and it is up to us to steal it back, just like the, the character, Nicolas Cage's character, uh, in the movie. And it moves us to a radical moment, if you would... It moves you to a place to do something impossible. Because if you, if you saw the movie, it's impossible to steal the Declaration of Independence. Well, the enemy wants you to believe that it's impossible to steal your declaration of who you are, what God called you to do, and what you're supposed to do. And it is our responsibility, and no one else can do it except for you. And even this morning, I love it, because as I was preaching this morning to our early uh, to our 10 o'clock service, someone stepped out uh, afterwards and came to me and said, hey, you know, uh, do you uh, have a safety team here? And I said, yes, uh, we do, but we always need help. We need more help with our safety team. And he said, I'm going through growth track. There's a man and uh, and his wife that saw that things need to be improved, things can be better, that there's a government... Literally, ruling this world—not the United States government, but the principalities and the demonic and the devil has a government over the world. He is the prince of the earth, and he is ruling over this world deceptively. You know why I know that? Because there are some things that are wrong that we think are okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's not that bad. I, well, I love her. You've heard that before? Or, you know, oh, there's really nothing wrong with that. Oh, come on, Kaz, it's not that big a deal. It doesn't really matter what we think, what we believe, or what we want. What really matters is what God's Word says. What does the declaration of kingdom dependence speak to us? Because I want to be, I'm desperate to be dependent upon God's kingdom. Because he says that I get to rule and reign in that kingdom. That we, as children, men and women of God, hopefully growing to a full stature of adulthood, then we walk in in authority, then we begin to speak to mountains and they will move. That we lay hands on the sick and they get well. That that, uh, the miraculous follows us because we have a different declaration for our life. So let's see what the Word of God says. And I quote these scriptures all the time, but I want you to read them for yourself. You will also declare a thing, and it will be established. That word established means that it is the foundation. It is in in the rock bed. The rock being Jesus Christ, obviously. He's the rock bed of ages, <laughs> and, and we, it is established in the pillar of the rock, and when we declare a thing so that light will shine on our ways. What does that mean? Is that a good thing? It's the light of eternal perspective. It's the light of favor of God in everything that you do. It's the light of an unselfish way of living where you put others ahead of yourself. It's the light of when we live a certain way, God says, I'm going to bless you so you can bless other people. It's the light of adventure. It's the life of purpose. It's it's the life when tragedy comes your way that you don't get swayed. You stay the course of God's purpose in your life because no matter what happens, you can't be taken off of what God has called you to do. So, when we declare a thing, something happens. Something miraculous happens. So, in Revelations, it says this. And I have to read it to you so you'll completely understand. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. I love that. That's Jesus. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ. This next, these next sentences, <laughs> this next thing that God did came from Jesus Christ. The faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. I love that. He is the ruler of the kings of the earth. But we are also kings who are submitted and yielded to the king of kings. Because the Bible says that we will rule and reign in life through Jesus Christ. Well, Kaz, I don't feel like I'm ruling and reigning in life right now, man. I'm just barely getting by. And I was thinking about it this morning. You know what happens in America? And I've seen it for years. Student, student ministry, me and my wife, Treasure. she's uh, working, she's somewhere, I don't know what she's doing, working with the youth right now. Uh, maybe the children, she's running around. And... Uh, uh kind of holding the ship together for lack of a better term um years ago i mean i remember i was at a uh, chris who is the really good worship uh, singer uh chris come on somebody here now tom what tom like chris tomlin man my brain is somewhere else i was doing a, a conference with him one time a bunch of students Chris Thomas leading worship. You know, Chris. Now I'm talking about 30 years ago, y'all. Chris was. Uh, he hadn't even started leading worship at Breakaway yet at A&M, and he was just this guy, just this normal, normal guy, very humble. I can see why God has used him like he has, because super, super humble. Chris starts doing worship, and uh, and I, I'm the speaker there. I, I was helping the speaker to kind of paved the way, for lack of a better term, for these camps and things. And the speaker's name was Todd Foster. And uh, so Chris leads worship for about 30 minutes at a Baptist camp uh, in just south of Dallas. And um, all of a sudden, the Spirit of God just begins to fall on the place. And uh, Todd gets up there after Chris has led worship, and he goes, I'm not even going to preach. You guys know God's drawing you right now. Who in here has given your life to the Lord? The whole I mean, there was 300 kids there. They all went to the altar. And I'm talking weeping and crying and giving their life to Jesus. And just, I mean, it was a real move of God. (laughs) But I've been in those camp experiences for years. And God showed me, years later, a different experience, almost exactly the same thing. It was in Columbus, Texas. And he showed me that the thing, you know, I believe people can go to heaven by acknowledging Jesus as their Lord and Savior that's the only way you can't get in any other way all right and uh, uh, and hopefully you'll do that today if you've never done that before you have to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior he is the Lamb of God that takes away the imperfection the sin of the world you have imperfection in your life you know you do (laughs) and and uh, and he'll take that away his blood washes it away and we do that but then we don't read the word and that's what happens these students you know, they, they get on their phone. They get busy with life. They go to work. They have marriages. They, you know, you know I, I mean, I know. But when you're not getting this book on the inside of you, this fuels your destiny. It fuels what you were designed to do by God. It fuels the declaration that we're going to make so that we can get things right, so we can live the very best life that God has for us. And so what happens through life, yes, you may die and go to heaven. (laughs) May is a key word. (laughs) But you're going to live on planet Earth. You're going to live, for lack of a better word, hell on planet Earth. You're never going to have enough. Things are just going to always be a struggle. You may be going, yeah, I get it, Cass. You know why? Because you yeah, had put this book in your life for season after season after season after season where you're growing and growing and growing, and you're growing into full maturity. The, the Bible even says that, that um, uh, a little here and a little there, and then comes the full revelation of what God wants to do in your life. A little bit here, a little bit there. Just get a little bit along the way, and as you do... Man, it is the most amazing. I'm so excited about tomorrow. <laughs> I'm living today and, I'm, and I woke up today excited about today and now I'm excited about tomorrow because, man, God is going to keep doing wonderful things because He keeps revealing to me His love, His purposes, His expression of life the way I'm supposed to live. It's giddy up, somebody. You know what I'm talking about? You know? Can I hear an amen? You know what I mean? So, Okay, so we're going to change our declaration. We're stealing the declaration that the enemy has stolen from us. We're going to steal it back, okay? So because Jesus, our faithful witness, he is the king of the kings on earth, okay? Now, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, thank you, Jesus. Hopefully, you've done that. If you have not, do it today, uh, and has made us kings and priests. These are... This is his word to us. I didn't make this up, y'all. What? I'm a king? I'm a priest? Yes, you're both. You're a king. You carry kingdom authority on the inside of you if Jesus has washed you in his blood. Uh, that's why when you declare a thing, it shall be established in the rock bed of your future, of the future of kingdom. And priest. don't forget we're priests, You know, you you don't have to have a priest to go and confess your sins to. You are a priest. And you can just confess to the Lord. But it also says to confess to one another. And that's another good thing that you can do because it creates accountability. Uh, You know, oh man, I, I messed up and I need some help. But that's a different message, okay? To his God and Father, which is our God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. You want glory and dominion forever and ever? Understand this principle that you are a king. What, uh, man, Kaz, that's blowing me away. I don't understand that. We're, we are, y'all. We're kings. But we are kings submitted and yielded to the king of kings, which he has a way of living that we walk and live in kingdom. Okay. So, and this is the scripture I quoted a minute ago. Where the word of the king is, there is power. You want power in your life? Understand you're a king according to Jesus. I didn't I'm not just making this up. Jesus said you're a king and a priest in Revelation chapter one. There's power in the word of a king. I love that. It didn't say there's power in the word of the king. It's there's power in the word of a king. And we are a king. All right. Some of you are going, oh my gosh, I've never heard this before. You know. This is part of The full gospel. It's part of walking. Man, why in the world do I feel like when someone's sick and they're around me, I can pray for them and they get well? Because I'm a king. Submitted to the king of kings. And I understand his authority. And he has deposited that authority on the inside of me. He said that the works that I did, you can do also. And greater. Well, he did a lot of cool stuff, okay? Does it happen every time? No, I wish it did, and I'm, I mean, I'm uh, trying to figure it out. But the Bible says that it's impossible to please God except by faith. Well, when I, I prayed for somebody this morning, for their need to be healed this morning, well, all I was doing was extending faith to please him. Now, it's up to him if he heals them. It's not up to me. Does that make sense? So, is it uncomfortable? it can be. It's not anymore to me. It used to be. But you got to stretch yourself. You know, a brand-new king probably has trouble declaring a thing sometimes, has trouble decreeing things because it's, it's uncomfortable. It's new. But I encourage everyone. The Pathway Nation is growing into that, where you become that person that you're not ashamed to pray for people at work. <laughs> if they ask for it, you know you don't want to go up to them and oh, yatta. You know, you know, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Don't be that guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> where in the heck did yatta come from? I don't know. Never heard anybody do that. So anyway, so the, so we're we we have that, y'all. Okay, so. The Declaration of Independence, I love this. And I believe, this is a Kazanology, don't quote me on this, but the Declaration of Independence, when you read it, it is inspired by God. It's, it's a, it's a, it has God's uh, words in it, if that makes sense. Uh, uh, it, it, I, I can't say that it matches up with Scripture, but man, there's something special about the Declaration of Independence, okay? So we hold these truths to be self-evident. These are normal truths. You should get this. This is a no-brainer, okay? That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I love that, okay? Good American stuff, you know what I mean? Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness is wrapped up you are going, well, I'm not living that, Cass. It's because you're, you're missing some key elements to the foundation and the rock bed of declaration in your life. The key elements of building that life that God wants for you. And when you get on that track and you live that track for very long, you go, man, some of the best times of my life is when I was in the Word all the time. It's when I was praying all the time. It's when I was not just going to church, but participating in the vision of the church. Okay? So, pursuit of happiness, right? Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them, it's a necessity, necessity for all of us, to alter their former systems of government. We're under a system of government right now, and I'm not talking about American democracy. I'm talking about the enemy's system of government that he is deceptively using in our life And we just kind of are moving casually along with it. It is a necessity that constrains us. It compels us. It is moving us to alter the former system of government. You do this individually in your own personal life to begin with, then with your family, then with your local church, then with the community, and hopefully the world. The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations. Giddy up, I thought I was speaking in tongues for a minute. Okay, Usurpations, usurpations. You gotta, you gotta do some King James stuff right there. All having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. So we know we're living in tyranny. Six percent of the world has a biblical worldview. I was telling my wife the other day driving down the road um, that we can't, you can't expect anything different from our government if, if only 6% of our nation has a biblical worldview. They're not leading by righteousness. They're not leading by Jesus. They're not leading by the Word of God. They're leading by what they think, what they believe, and what they want. Okay? Well, guess what? It's time for us to alter that form of government. It starts with us right because of absolute tyranny and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence I love that we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor I love that what does that mean we're unified we are together we're a team we're a family We're moving together. We're working together to make a difference. It's time for us to step up and do something. It's time for some of us that God spoke to you 25 years ago to get involved in politics and you didn't do it. Some of us to (laughs) jump from one thing to the next. Some of us, I'm supposed to work with the children, Kaz, and I've been hearing that call in my life for a long time. I haven't done it. Uh, I I, I, I just need to read my Bible every day, Kaz. Yes, I know. I know. I know and God has something spectacular supernatural magical adventurous purpose filled for every one of us to step up and alter the current form of government the, the deception that the enemy has put on our planet because we care about our lives our fortunes and our sacred honor we we commit them to us so God spoke to me three very powerful life-changing principles about 15 years ago and I know Y'all have heard this before, but it's a declaration we all need to make. It's something that God changed my life, and I want him to change yours as well. And it is absolutely the fundamentals of what God will do in your life. It's the start. Get this right, and everything else will begin to make sense. So, here's the first thing. And I was on my, i got to tell you the beginning. I was on my porch swing, drinking coffee. It's in my old house I used to live in. And uh, uh, I prayed for me. A lot because I really like me. You know what I mean? None of y'all probably ever do that. Y'all probably don't pray selfish prayers, right? And I got done and I said, Lord, you know, I prayed a lot of stuff and the Lord just kind of, uh, He was speaking to me. I said, Lord, I prayed for what I want. What do you want? And He said, I want a better relationship with you. Fundamentally, that's why Jesus came to earth. If you're not praying this every day, You're gonna miss out on growth that only God can give you. Even this morning, I was praying again, God. I need a better relationship with you. Give me more revelation of you. Help me to understand you more. Even the scripture that says my ways are not your my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. I I'll even quote that to God and say, God, I know you said that, but Lord, I want a little more of that. I want my ways to be your ways, and I want my thoughts to be your thoughts. And that was old testament, God. This is New Testament, and you've placed your authority on the inside of me, and Jesus lives in me and he dwells in me. And so God help me to think that way. I just want to be that a little more every single day when we do that perspective begins to change we begin to think differently on the next crisis we have the next opportunity we have the next thing God wants to do in your life we begin to think completely different because we're begging God to help us with that relationship so I prayed that Then I said, what else do you want, God? He said, I want every person on planet Earth to come to the knowledge of the truth. And he said it in a certain way because not everyone's going to come to know Jesus. But he wants everyone to come to the knowledge. So it's my job to try to get the knowledge of the gospel inside every single person on planet Earth. And I volunteer, God. I'm ready to go. I'm responsible. If nobody else goes with me, then I'm going alone. That's our mentality Okay, we have to do it. There's students on the other side of that wall right there that are going to grow up and run our nation one day. What are we teaching them? Does only six percent of that crowd have a biblical worldview when they're 35? I mean, that that is a sad statement. But as um, the guy who who did the uh, oh man, I forgot his name. He does all the the statistics and stuff. Uh, George Barna. He he said, you know what the problem is? The problem's not with the church. Church was only 1% of changing that. I said, wow, that's heavy. You know who number one was? The family. Well, guess what? 18 to 35-year-olds, only 2% of that group has a biblical worldview, and those are the people raising kids right now. Okay? We better do something, y'all. We better get an unselfish mentality in our heads and alter the system of government, not American government, but the government that is deceiving us into thinking what's right and what's wrong. And then he, I said, what else do you want, God? I want you to act like me. What does that mean? And I even asked him, what, what do you mean, Lord? He said, my food is to do your will, and, my, and my, uh, my food is to do your will. They're trying to think of the scripture when Jesus is, is praying. And uh, my will is to do your <laughs> I quote it all the time. Man, I was doing really good till then. My food is to do your work and to finish. Amen. My food is to do your will and to finish your work. Mm, Yes. All right. Francis. Go, Francis. Go. And so that's the youth pastor coming out in me right there. You notice that like I used to kick like right here. I'm kicking right here now. All right. Just took someone's toenail out, you know. Don't ever talk to me that way again, you middle school kid. Okay, so, so I, I, God is desperate for us to be unselfish. Prioritize your life like this, okay? And I, I'm going to read through some stuff, y'all, that I, I have to read that is our declarations. I'm going to bring it to a point where it's very, very simple, okay? So how do we have faith declarations so that the light of God will shine on our ways? Declaration number one. O great king, the one that stretched out the heavens, you who carved the valleys and sculpted the mountains, you who are immortal and dwells in unapproachable light, yet you left your beautiful kingdom to rescue us through pain and suffering. You have made us no longer enemies and servants, but we are your friends. For you are the great king who will carry us when we are old and gray. So we declare in the name of Jesus. We walk with you in the cool of the day from this day until we see your face, see you face to face. This is what God's begging for us. This is what he's asking for us. Declaration 2. O sovereign Lord who controls all things like the wheel of the great ship. Let us be a people like King Josiah that would follow your ways completely. Let us be a people that would take great delight in your word and be grieved when your purpose is not fulfilled. When the whole world is not coming to know Jesus, when only 6% of this great nation has a biblical worldview, that should grieve us in a way that moves us to alter the, the governmental system over our lives. O oh, great king, it is you that caused the blind to see and the lame to walk. It is you that restores the sick heart to the abundant life. O oh, king, we declare in the name of Jesus this day to speak all that your words say, to speak your word to everyone we can, to speak the way of life to all people that is king Jesus, crucified and raised from the dead. Declaration three. Oh, beautiful king, you whose feet are are beautiful on the mountains who teaches the way of life but yet reaches down and washed the dust off the feet of your servants I'm humbled by that oh Lord let us learn your ways to show mercy and kindness to feed the hungry to visit the sick and the prisoner to be praying about doing the will of the father that's the key pray about doing the will of the father today we declare in the name of Jesus that we will follow the king that the God of Jacob will be our God and his ways will be our ways. Let all that we do reflect the image of Jesus and not our selfish ways. God is calling us to a greater way of life. A more adventurous way of life. A more successful way of life. Something that, that when we get it on us and in us, it is contagious and affects people in every stage of life. So, the simple declaration this is for guys like me okay I will have the best relationship with God that I can possibly have say that with me I will have the best relationship with God I can possibly have say this with me my heart beats so that every person on planet earth will come to the knowledge of the truth I declare that in Jesus name and lastly I will act like Jesus and everything that I do I can promise you right now if you make these declarations every day God I want a better relationship with you God help me to get others in heaven and God help me to act like you and every moment even when people irritate us how are we going to respond when this happens life begins to give us a different perspective in here and we begin to be different people God moves through us he moves in you through you and beyond you so I'm gonna pray for us I'm gonna pray that this is not just a prayer but it's a declaration and God is gonna do something powerful in your life so if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior this is your day this is your chance this is your first step with God maybe it's a recommitment but pray this prayer with me in your heart And God will do something miraculous for you. We're going to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, fresh and brand new. I'll pray out loud. You can pray in your heart. God, I give my life to you. I love you so much. I don't really understand everything, but I know I need you to get into heaven. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins, known and unknown. Let the blood that dripped out of Jesus' body as he hung on the cross wash away all of my imperfection. God, I give my life to you. Help me to understand. Help me to grow. Help me have a better relationship with you. Let my life affect others, God, and help me to act like you in everything that I do. I ask you to cause me to be born again in Jesus' name. I give you my life, Lord. Amen. God bless you. Hey, we have people that are ready to pray for you. I see our, one of our elders, Randy, coming down here. He's going to be ready to pray for you, and these guys are ready. If you need anything at all, we're going to dismiss in just a minute, but this is.